Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday, so you know what that means. It's an all-new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. Mr. One and Only, the only one, the Rev Barber MC. And it's the one and only True G. Just called me the QG and sang a happy birthday to Big L. It's Sunday. Yes, happy birthday to Big L. He says he's from New York and never was a fan of the Knicks. I'm not. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and uh, shout outs to our boy, what's the dealio, T.O., who due to scheduling conflicts couldn't couldn't be here. But he'll be back next week, though. Yes, um, some announcements before we get into our episode where we are going to uh, interview Mr. Fantastic of Instagram fame. Uh, again, June 25th to the 27th. We are less than a month away, ladies and gentlemen. Myself, the Rev, and T.O. will be in Atlantic City. The Boardwalk Buds Convention has got something for everybody. Uh, they're going to have speed dating. They're going to have professional wrestling, MMA, comedy. Uh, for those of you wrestling fans, Val Venus and Psycho Sid are both going to be in the building. Even uh, the guy who even the guy who plays Iron Sheik on Young Rock will be in the building. So, oh, and uh, the greatest of all time, the red and yellow running wild, Hogan will be in the building. <laughs> so definitely come check us out. Showboat Atlantic City Hotel, uh, the 25th to the 27th. We'll be there hanging out, selling merch, giving some stuff away, and uh, just talking hip-hop. And, of course, the name of the convention is Boardwalk Buds. So... If you like to puff, puff, and pass, you can definitely come and do that, too. So most definitely. Uh, by the way, teespring.com slash rap lab. Uh, the QG signature collection is up. Uh, the Rev Barber signature collection is up. Uh, the, old lo- the old school logo is, def- is already up. The new school logo, the new logo is coming soon. So definitely check that out. And we still got more merch coming your way. Because, uh, hint, hint, is a what's the dealio line coming up next. Hint, hint. So, definitely uh, support us. Cop the, cop the merch. And uh, if you happen to cop some Rap Lab merch, send us a picture. I'll send you a free mix CD. I'm not joking. So, definitely uh, do that. And uh, we will appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest in the building. He's a... He's the host of his own podcast, and he's got over 17,000 followers on Instagram. It's our guy, Mark, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. Welcome to the show, my guy. What's good, everybody? Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Welcome, sir. All right, and uh, and the reason why we got you on is because you run a a very popular uh, Instagram page that's all dedicated uh, to the culture. Uh, something that we followed and uh, looked at very closely, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Again, thanks for the support. You know, thanks for everything. Thanks for having me here. All right, before we start asking the uh, hard-hitting questions, um, <laughs> you want to tell everybody uh, about your, your Instagram page and, like, you know, um, what was the basis of it or what or what motivated you to start it? Yeah, for sure. Um, So let's see. Fantastic Hip Hop. I actually made the page in August of 2019. So, you know, it's almost going on two years. And, you know, I just started in the beginning just as to make a little platform just to kind of, you know, voice out my opinions on albums, songs, whatever I wanted to talk about. And it was just for fun. And, you know, I kept posting on it, started to get a lot of followers. Like I hit 1000 followers, maybe in like March of 2020. I want to say I was like, oh, shit, like, starting to fucking catch on like it was starting to become like a bigger thing 
And then I picked up a couple writing gigs at some websites like underground hip hop blog. And I was like, I'm pretty fucking good at this. Like I'm going to keep running with it. And, um, you know, I made my own website. I started to really consistently post on Instagram. And now it's gotten to the point where I have 17,000 followers, almost a thousand subscribers on YouTube. I have a podcast and, you know, everything's really taken off. So Again, I mean, I really just love music. I love the culture and I love talking about it, sharing my opinions, starting debates. I just love all of it. So, you know, it's really become an awesome platform to be, you know, at the helm of. Dope, dope. Congratulations okay. on all of that, man. Thank you. Thank you. And um, last question, because I know hip hop gets to be uh, very regional. So yeah. um, where, where, where are you from and how did that tie into either your 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 musical taste or your your uh influence on the page itself yeah so i'm from new york i'm in like the yonkers area so obviously you know dmx the locks two guys who i always knew growing up up growing up and obviously you know the other new york guys jay-z nas biggie but there's also a lot of west coast you know stuff i heard growing up nwa ice cube tupac and you know even some of the newer guys or you know, not newer now but newer compared to those guys eminem kanye lil wayne i was really you know around a lot of those guys when i was really getting into hip-hop and those are definitely you know some of the staples of who really you know pushed me into the genre okay okay yeah that's what's up. Yo, it's your boy, the Rev Barber MC, man. Yo, we've been communicating. I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate you coming today. One Thank thing I, I supremely admire about you is when you react to, like, the negative comments, you are always so pleasant, man. It really <laughs> shows, like, you know, you come from a good place and, yeah. and, you know, like, you're a genuine dude, man. So for that, I have to say, like, I'm, I'm rooting for you, man. I really hope, like, man, thanks. <laughs> you get everything you want, like, when it comes to, like, you know, promoting this genre and doing everything you can. Yeah. Um, But what first, being that you're from Yonkers, you know, I know it's, uh, you know, DMX, the locks and everything. But what drew you into hip-hop? Um, I mean, I always was just kind of infatuated with the music growing up. It was always... It just hit me for some reason. It always sparked with me, and it kind of gave me a feeling nothing else did. But what really pushed me like into the world of hip hop, where like I really was like, wow, like I love this shit. Like I want to listen to everybody, understand everything, like you know, know it like I know like the back of my hand. Was when I watched the Straight Outta Compton movie. Actually, that was like what really pushed me into it. And I was in, I'm 18 right now, so I was in sixth grade when that came out. It was 2015. And I was just like blown away. I was like, wow, these guys are fucking awesome. And then from there, it was just like I binged through everyone and, you know, listened to as much shit as I can. And it's, that was what really sparked my light. So really since 2015, I've been, you know, building up my hip hop knowledge immensely. Nice. I like that. That's really cool, man. This is QG here. Uh, question I got for you. Is there a particular style you cater to more when it comes to a rapper and hip hop? Or do you just listen to it just for the sound? Is there anything in particular that you look for that you just know that the moment you put it on, I'm into it? This is my favorite part of it. Yeah. Is there anything like that? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of different ways to be great in hip-hop. So, I mean, that's why I like dudes from Future to Kendrick Lamar to Benny the Butcher to Earl Sweatshirt or whatever. But I think that, um, you know, like particularly like for my ear, like my favorite thing in hip-hop music – I love soul samples. I love, you know, jazzy instrumentals. Like those just 
always are fucking amazing. Like the different, you know, especially like Kanye West. I'm a big Kanye West fan. Oh, you know, he's right. the king of the soul sampling. Like I live for that shit. But I mean, there's so many different ways to, you know, make great music. So critically speaking, I think, you know, as long as you're doing something integral and you've reached, you know, a certain level, it will probably end up being somewhat good. But um, yeah, personally, I love soul samples i live for that shit <laughs> awesome kanye aj dilla and those type of guys yeah dilla dilla's the man all right all right so i got a question by the way you 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 made me feel uh uh really old by the way <laughs> um I'm, I'm 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 30 so um, he's the younger one out of us I, and i'm the youngest <laughs> one in the bunch so uh, i'm not even I, gonna reveal my age but go ahead but uh when you get when you when you started getting into uh rap but let me let me ask you. So prior to, to 2015 and prior to Straight Outta Compton, did you not listen to hip hop at all? Or because I know you said you grew up in Yonkers, yeah. and I, yeah. I, I would imagine it's very hard to grow up in Yonkers and not hear any locks or not hear any Jada Kiss or not hear any DMX. No, nah, so, I, I did. Were, yeah. you, were, were, were you like a casual hip hop fan prior to that, or or were you like still bumping it but just not not as heavy as you do now? I was very casual at that point. I knew, you know, I knew a lot of the hit songs from, you know, the generational guys. So, you know, like the real Slim Shady, Rough Riders Anthem, shit like that. I always remember listening to. And, you know, I had a couple favorites I used to listen to, like Meek Mill, Drake. Like I was very surface, you know, I was on the surface level of the genre. I didn't really know anything. I just kind of liked a few songs here and there and I played them, but I wasn't really, you know, aware of like, this is like a culture, like, you know, this guy made this song. It was just like, oh, yeah, I like this. It's cool. So I was never really that indulged into it until, you know, that year, 2015, straight out of Compton. Nice, nice. Yeah. yeah. So what drew me to your page is your graphic work, man. And you do amazing work with your backgrounds and everything. And Thank you. Pr particularly your list. And as of late, I went on live yesterday with the rap lab and everything. And, you know, oh. I got a lot of heat on Facebook for saying that um, Jay-Z is not a my top 15 rapper. I actually have him in 16. And yeah. I see that sometimes you do get heat sometimes, like, for some of your lists and stuff like that. But yeah. one thing I got to credit you is that you do know your stuff. Being 18, not many 18-year-olds know about MF Doom or even Company Flow. So yeah. Thank Could you. you actually educate some of these older guys on um, who they're who they're overlooking? as MCs. Um, so you're saying, you know, like what rappers I think are underrated and yeah. there's more respect. Um, I mean, there's a lot of them. I think, you know, if you're talking about newer school acts, I know a rapper I'm constantly vouching for some people love, some people hate. I think Earl sweatshirt is one of the best rappers of this generation. He is one of the best lyricists of all time. He right. is so emotional. He's so integral. He's done so much with lo-fi minimalistic hip hop. He really is like a, a genius, but some people just their ear, I guess, has not, you know, developed to really appreciate the sound yet. Because I think it's a very, you know, inaccessible type of music. You can't put that shit on when you're driving or right. you know, in a group environment. People fucking run away. They'll think you're crazy. But I mean, like it is, you know, very deep, passionate art, but some people just constantly overlook it. I think, um, you know, talking about old school, you know, more underrated MCs. I think there's a good amount who don't really get a lot of love anymore. Obviously, everyone, you know, is going to praise Jay-Z, Nas, Eminem, even MF Doom. I mean, in the hip-hop community, he is 
so beloved. Everyone knows who he is. But I think there's a lot of guys who went under the radar from the 2000s who really don't get a lot of love in my generation. Like, I never hear anyone talk about, like, Cameron, T.I., Jeezy. Like, these dudes, like, they have great catalogs. They have great careers. But no one seems to really talk about them anymore outside of, you know, the people who were really fans during that generation. But I think there is a lot of dudes who just don't get enough credit. I think people constantly harp over the same, like, seven rappers. Right. Cool. That's a that's a you're absolutely right. That's a yeah. that's a very fair assessment to look at that. Um, um, my next question for you is: recently there was a question about who is in the 2010 Mount Rushmore of hip hop, mm. and the people that they had up there was Drake, Kendrick, and J Cole. Yeah, I saw that spot left open. So who would you put in that fourth spot, and why? This is a great question. I was actually thinking about making a post on this, but I just never did because I. Just, I don't know, I thought the whole thing was kind of dumb, to be honest. And it was, you know, it's interesting because I think there's different ways to look at it. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I think if you're speaking on, you know, the criteria of that list, so that was really like influence, you know, overall success. I think the fourth guy, if you're talking strictly new school rappers, I think it's got to be future. Mm -hmm. I think if you're talking rappers who made music in the 2010s as a decade, I think you put Kanye in that fourth spot. And I think if you're talking about just overall who made the best music, I think you chisel J. Cole and Drake off there and you put, you know, there's a lot of different dudes you can put up there. Maybe, um, you know, Freddie Gibbs, Earl Sweatshirt, Danny Brown, Tyler the Creator, even, you know, future Young Thug, Kanye, if you're going to count them in there. There's a lot of other dudes you can put. But I think based on what they were going for in that list, it's either got to be future if you're talking, you know, the decade or Kanye if you're talking anyone who's made music in that span. That's pretty interesting because a lot of people said Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj and <laughs> I've, I, I even saw people say Wayne. So it's very interesting that you mentioned Tyler, the creator and Young Thug and Future. Future's yeah. name did come up, but 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 your 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 assessment of Future made the most sense of putting him in there. And yeah. of course, Kanye with his sound and the, the music he was able to come up with. So those yeah. are some good picks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Who would, who would you guys have? Oh, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I got a guy. I got a guy. I got a guy. But I, I, I mean, it might be me being biased because I absolutely love Big Crit. So. <laughs> oh, that's a great pick. Wow. That's a great I, pick. I, I got Big Crit in there. My personal pick, really. I, I don't knock anybody else that they have, but my personal pick. I just love the guy, man. He, he no, does big, no wrong in my eyes. Big Big Crit's great. I mean, that's a great selection. I think, again, like speaking to the quality of music they put out, there is a super strong argument for Crit. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I'd put Rick Ross. That's a, I, I love Ross. Ross is mad underrated. And I mean, he has kind of, you know, went on such a run with his features. And his solo shit is so underrated. That's a good pick. Um, Nobody's going to agree with my pick, but... uh. And I guess this is a slight bias for me, but uh, I would throw Wale in there. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I can't uh, I can't see him there. I, I feel like Wale, like, I don't think he did enough. I think he kind of dropped off towards the middle of the decade. I did like his last album, though. It was, um, I forgot what it was called, but it was good. Right, right. So let, let me let me ask you this, right? Because, you, like, so our, our podcast and our page, um... May, I guess it's fair to say our stuff focuses mainly on, you know, nostalgia, older yeah. rap, and then you have, like, a hybrid between the two. Yeah. So, like, do you ever, like, see in your comments, like, maybe you get knocked when you by, by the older heads when you 
when you post um, newer stuff or you get knocked by the younger kids, like people in your generation are younger when you post uh, older stuff? Um, yes, but it's not really like if I'm talking about either generation, it's usually when I'm comparing generations or including everyone in something, you know, you'll have an old head commenting, oh, why the fuck is Drake here? Drake's a fucking pussy. Fuck Drake. (laughs) And, you know, stuff like that. Or then I'll be talking about a guy I constantly praise. Obviously, we're talking about company flow. I always talk about LP. I think he's been one of the best rappers ever. He's super consistent. He's been great since the 90s. So he ends up making a lot of lists I make, and everyone's like, who the fuck is this LP guy? Why are you dick riding this LP guy? It's like, it's clear you just don't know who the fuck he is or you haven't listened to him. So, I mean, right. that's usually like two of the, um, you know, like polar opposite examples that I see. But, yeah, there's definitely a lot of that, you know, oh, the new generation's pussy from the old heads. And, you know, the newer generation – when they talk about the older one, it's usually just arrogance. Well, it's arrogance on both sides, but you know, you get the point. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's a huge reason on, you know, why we're having this discussion today is because, you know, us, you know, being like nostalgia guys and you being yeah. like, you know, new school cat, we're trying to bridge the gap here and kind of just unite the culture. Cause yeah, we, we're always at a divide, whether it be the music or fashion or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, once again, I do appreciate like what you do on your page and everything. And it is dope that you got a love for LP. I personally like um Master Ace, and Ooh. I feel like Long Hot Summer is yeah. is one of Dude. my favorite albums. Yeah, is there um a particular album that you could like put the younger guys onto from an old head? Um, or OG? well, all right. I just Master Ace. First of all, it's one of, again we were talking about underrated MCs. He is criminally underrated. Lord, yeah. But um. So you saying a album for the younger people? You're saying that they yeah, should from like like an OG like Master Ace or LP or something. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, again, it's always you know people know the Doom albums, the Jay Z albums, the Eminem albums, but one album that is very underrated that people should check out from that. I gotta think. That's like that's a, there's so many good picks. Yeah, there is. But, um, man, this is tough. I this is a tough one. <laughs> um, <laughs> um shit there's like you know like cause i think when you, you know let's say you're trying to get someone into the you know sort of older core of hip-hop and you don't want to just throw like a super weird abstract album at them you got to throw right. something that's accessible enough where they'll be able to understand it a little bit enjoy it but you know it holds a lot of depth and they're going to want to check out and it's going to make them want more uh, I think someone who really, you know, hasn't been too far into 90s hip hop, you know, maybe check out, you know, talking about LP, Fun Crusher Plus, if you like that experimental, you know, abstract hip hop, or, you know, maybe something like Deltron 3030, mm. that's super accessible for the, of a hip hop fan, you know, the production on that record, I think is easily, you know, one of the best ever. I think a lot of people, you know, still probably haven't checked it out. I think that's an older album that, you know, a lot of people should listen to for sure. Dope, dope. I, I definitely want to check those out because I'm an old school guy. So I'm always looking to get into new things. It's mm-hmm. just that, you know, for me, I always like to know, well, what is this person about? What is this person's message? And yeah. I always ask people, even even some of my constituents in my inner circle, I ask them, well, well, give me a hotline. Give me a bar. Give me a song. Give me something that's going to make me want to check this person out. So Definitely with the names you're dropping, it's, it's, it's something to look forward to. Um, yeah. We did an episode on the Rap Lab, uh, streaming versus CDs. 
Mm. And, you know, you've seen the transition from yeah. CDs to MP3s and everything. Yeah. So, so which one do you really prefer? Do you prefer buying the CDs, popping it in, listening to it, or do you prefer the streaming services now? No, this is a, this is a great question. I mean, I can't speak to the, you know, the full experience of, you know, cause I never went to a record store and like to actually listen to buy a new album that I haven't heard. So right. it, it really is, it's a different lifetime, you know, or different experience from my generation. And right. it is, you know, it's something sad about it. And I mean, it, it's very, you know, prominent in music right now, but it's starting to happen in all sort of media as a whole. Like right now, I mean, in video games, you know, the whole thing is people, if you're downloading games or buying the games physically, it hasn't gotten as bad as music, but it's starting to go that way where physical video games are going to be obsolete. They're making right. disc consoles and it's really like music has, you know, hit that hit that the most i think the streaming for music is good in the sense where it's easier to get something out it's easier to listen to new stuff you don't have to you know actually spend money to invest in a record it you know makes it easier to you know listen to a product but at the same time now there's a lot of products that are just more disposable because it's easier to come out with so i mean it's like it's weird i think though streaming is definitely better i mean i can go on my phone and you know, listen to a hundred different albums. I don't have to switch any sort of, you know, dip right. or, you know, right. carry around a whole jewel case of CDs or whatever. But physical music, I think, you know, there's still a lot of vinyl collectors. I buy vinyls. I have a couple CDs too, but I, you know, I have a record collection and I um, eventually plan to, you know, put all of them on my wall and display all the art. Yesterday awesome. I just bought um Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. I have a ton of other records. And, um, you know, I like building that collection. There's something special about actually, you know, buying the album and having it in your hands. But I think, you know, for convenience, I think, you know, digital is obviously going to be better. But I think there's still a market and there always will be for physical music. Awesome. Man. Okay. Hey, and hey, um, most definitely put those vinyls up, man. We definitely got to see those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I, it, it brings me great joy to know that you have like, even though it's not CDs and it's vinyl, it brings me great joy to know that you have some type of collection because, like, I'm a collector, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I collect CDs, though, not vinyls, but a collection is a collection, and we got yeah, to sure. keep we gotta keep physical records alive, man, before yeah. everything just goes pure digital, like you said. Um, yeah. Let me ask you, because, again, I noticed you post a little of everything on, on your page. Mm -hmm. if, 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 if an OG came to you and was like, you know... Show me, show me something about one of these new school guys. I know you mentioned Earl Sweatshirt earlier. Yeah. Who, out of any of the new newer generation you listen to, if you had to pick one definitive artist, who who would you uh, put the the old school onto? I mean Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick is the the easy pick for this answer. If you ask me, he is everything a '90s rapper is. In the sense of, you know, the conscious songwriting, the aware storytelling. He's got the storytelling of a Nas, the, you know, poetry of an Andre 3000, the, you know, social commentary of a most deaf. Like, and he's got the vocal range of, you know, literally anyone. He has, he's so incredibly talented and he has taken a lot of those, you know, cores of albums like Illmatic, Black on Both Sides. And he has been able to, you know, refine them, improve on them and, you know, do something so immaculate. I think any 90s hip hop fan should love Kendrick Lamar. I, I, I don't know if, you know, people who don't, but I think it's definitely Kendrick. Kendrick is the face of this generation of hip hop. And I think that fans, old school, new school, I think everyone really should love him. 
So let me let me let me throw a curveball at you, right? right. So mo- most uh, OGs or older people that I know do listen to Kendrick. So I'll yeah. rephrase the question: If it's excluding Kendrick and J Cole, <laughs> if you had to pick, who who would it be? Now that's a yeah. Now this is a better you know more more layered question because now I got to think. But um, ah, oh, it's tough. I'd probably say Freddie Gibbs. Okay, I think, I and, think, I, and, yeah. and I like Freddie, so I I, 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 I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to Freddie since Straight Killers. So since the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Freddie. Yeah, he definitely. I mean, you know, he's done a lot of the gangster rap stuff and just kind of put a little bit of a modern coating on it. I think definitely. You know, he's someone that, again, I think old fans would most likely love. And then also, I mean, if I was throwing in another pick, the, the Griselda boys as a whole. Oh, yeah. Love them. Love them. Yeah. So I noticed on your list and when you do your album reviews that you haven't given a perfect score. You said that there's one album that has the perfect score. Could <laughs> I dig that? Could I dig that album out? You? I have I've had people guess the album. And I'm not, I'm not gonna reveal it today. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll I, be waiting on that post. I, I, uh, I know. I'm, I'm waiting to release. Well, I did the top 50 albums of the 2010s, which is on my YouTube channel, and I am gonna do a top 50 of the 2000s, a top 50 of the 90s. But I have to still do a. Um, I did a top 10 for each year for the all the 2000s already. And all the 2010s. I still have to do my top 10 for the 90s. And I'm probably going to like 80s, but only to like 85, 86. Because before then, there's not really a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to do like a top 200 albums ever countdown probably. Something like that. And, you know, I think I think people, if they really put their, you know, efforts into it, they could probably narrow it down to like four or five albums. But, yeah. um, you know. Still, it's, it's it's a question I get asked a lot, but um, yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I I think I I think I know I might be wrong, but like you said, if you narrow it down, like if they follow you for real, you could have like a good guess and a good shot at it. But when you do reveal it, I feel like like a week or something leading up to it, I think you should just like kind of um up the suspense and up the buzz, man, because a yeah. lot of people are waiting for that. I see that in the comments. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> That is a very interesting reveal. Okay, I mean, I mean, definitely can't wait to see that. Man. Yeah. Um, hip hop will always be looked at as a youth sport, and you mm-hmm. know, you're very young. We have rappers from my generation. I was born in the '80s. Yeah. So we have rappers from my generation who are pushing to the age of 50, and they still drop albums. So yeah. Do you feel that hip hop needs an age requirement on when to drop albums? Obviously, the people I'm talking about are the Jay Z's, the Nas's, and everybody yeah. like that. And they have other business and other endeavors that, that they do to bring in money. Yeah. But they still put an album out here and there. Yeah. So do you feel like do you feel like uh, like a 50 year old rapper dropping an album? You think you think that's good? You think that's bad? Like, what do you think? You think that they should I, stop, or what do you think? I love. You know, the thing is with hip hop, which is so amazing compared to, you know, like sports or something else, there's no age, there's no retirement age. It's not like your body is going to shut down. I mean, there is guys who start to get worse over time and noticeably like Eminem where it's, yeah. you know, you're losing thank, your creativity. Th- th- you're thank you, like thank you for saying that. I, I appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, look at him. 
and even like um Lil Wayne to a lesser extent, like yeah, guys who who get who become that. very. But no, there's guys you know who are very inconsistent, and you know that's just because they're losing their creative spark, I guess. But you know the best example I like to use when I talk about rappers aging, obviously you have guys like Jay Z, Nas, LP. Um, you know, Q-Tip, these guys are in their 40s. They're still doing stuff, whether that's behind the scenes like Q-Tip. He's still producing a lot and he's working on a lot of new stuff. Or, you know, guys who are just directly releasing albums like LP is doing the Run the Jewel stuff. Nas, Jay-Z, they all have had projects the past few years. Um, and there's guys like Chuck D and Public Enemy. They dropped an album last year. Chuck D is in his 60s now. And yeah. that album, um, I had it in my top 50 of the year last year. Like, it was a pretty good album. And I think, like, that is like the most insane thing like chuck d is literally in his 60s and like he probably is the oldest rapper who's still like going hard and i really i think public enemy probably is too like they're the first group who was released in the 80s 90s 20 2000 2010s 2020s like that's five decades of greatness like that's insane but um yeah i don't really think hip-hop has an age gap and i think you know or an age you know there's no, I don't think age matters in hip hop. I mean, you look at I it agree. like Griselda, like Griselda is almost in their forties and they're, you know, out there, you could think they're 20 and they're, you know, the hottest rappers in the game right now. Like it, it really doesn't matter. I think it's just all about, you know, where you're at as an artist, but, um, you know, like onto that point, um, I was going to say my brain just went fucking blank. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but, um, it's interesting for hip hop. Cause I mean, we're, we're a very young genre and, we have never seen guys go into their elder years still rapping. And I think it will be interesting to see how this, you know, first wave of guys with the Chuck D's, the Jay Z's, these guys who are really going to go for a long time, Ghostface Killer, you know, are they going to be releasing albums when they're in their seventies and eighties? Like it's it really something like <laughs> right. that very well could happen right. because we've seen, you know, artists in other genres literally drop albums till the day they die. Like David Bowie, Bob Dylan's still going. He just turned 80. So, you know, it really is interesting, you know, to see how these rap stars are going to, you know, take their futures. But I think, you know, as long as they still feel passionate, release music again till the day you die. I agree. hundred percent. And on a, on a previous episode that we did, um, we actually, uh, I think it was either last week or the week before, mm-hmm. we had mentioned something like this where you get other artists and other genres like, like we said it, ACDC goes on tour tomorrow, they're yeah. selling out every city they stop, yeah. but then you get, but then you get like a rapper, so like say for example the KRS-One, mm-hmm. he goes on tour tomorrow, he probably won't even be able to afford to go on tour because ain't nobody gonna buy tickets. So, so it's, it's, and, and I love KRS-One, so that's no knock on him, Yeah, but, but like it just goes to show like like QG said it's 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 a, it's more of a youth sport as compared to other genres like even even in Motown like if the Temptations decided to put on sequin suits and white gloves and and go to every club across the country they would they would sell out too so that leads me to my next question um and we had talked about a, a hip hop hall of fame possibly now that they're opening up a museum yeah. uh, in the Bronx coming up but uh me and Rev Barber actually went back and forth on this last week and um, because LL Cool J and Jay Z obviously were in the um the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, yeah. But do you think hip hop should get its own Hall of Fame away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, or would you rather the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame just become become the Music Hall of Fame? Um, I think realistically, hip hop should have its own Hall of Fame. But the question is, 
who who decides you know who gets in this hall of fame who runs this hall of fame because it's the mm. same thing with like the rock and roll hall of fame like yes it's impressive and it's nice to see guys getting recognition but at the end of the day who gives a shit what you know these you know these fuckers who have their heads so far up their own ass think about hip hop. It's the same thing with the Grammys. Like really like who gives a shit about what you're saying about the culture. You're not actually invested in this. So why are you even saying it? Like, why are you the one to, you know, say, Oh, this guy's deserving of this. This person should win this award when you're not actually, you know, dedicating yourself to the music. So I'd be for any sort of, you know, hip hop recognition, hip hop awards, but there needs to be the right people behind it. I think, you know, just get Jay-Z to fund it or something. Jay-Z, I know he loves hip-hop. Get some of the legends of the, um, you know, the actual culture to get involved, and you know maybe it could be a good thing. But if it's not ran by people who are actually passionate about hip-hop, I'm not for it. But it's a great idea in theory. Nice. You know? Yeah. Good answer. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Um, so being that we're speaking about the older audience of hip-hop and – you know, you stated that you're 18, and I personally feel like you could tell, you could teach a lot of these older guys a little something about <sighs> even what we listen to. But yeah. if you have the older people's ear, right, what would you tell them about today's music? How would you kind of influence them to to give today's music a chance? Um, I mean, listen to it. I mean, that's the you know, if you listen to this music, I'm sure you'll love it. I mean. It's different. And I think to, you know, it's always the, this is the thing as old as time. You play parents, the music you're listening to, they're going to say, oh, that's terrible. It's vulgar. It's this, it's that. And that's been going on since, you know, literally, you know, hundreds of years, probably, or hundred years, you know, since Elvis and rock and roll and all that stuff. It's always, you know, the next generation is going to be, you know, shitted on by their parents and the older people. But right. I think realistically, once you kind of shake that nostalgia off, shake all that ignorance off, and you really just listen to it for what it is, like you can find something you'll enjoy. They're still making gangster rap. They're still making coke rap. And there's so many other branches of hip hop where, you know, there has got to be something for you. I think it really is. You just have to give it a chance and understand, like, you know, I think hip hop kind of has a bad rap by old heads because of what's going on in the mainstream. If hip hop was what the mainstream made it out to be, I wouldn't be a hip hop fan because the mainstream of hip hop is absolutely terrible. I mean, right now with guys like NBA young boy, little baby, like these guys are not good, but they don't represent us. And so sometimes people be like, how do you listen to this shit? Cause they think that's what I'm talking about. I'm like, you are just, you know, you don't know what's going on because if you actually look into this genre, there's so much going on in it. And it's like, it's, the most beautiful thing in the world right now to me like it's just it's great you know word dope oh definitely with you on that man um one thing i love about your page i i noticed that you do a a grade rating system and i think that's very cool um i i noticed you gave dr dre a grade b so uh when you review and when you rank someone or whether it be an artist or a producer, what is your criteria that that, that uh, actually that actually gives the grade? Like, what do you like? What do you yeah. set in order to choose what grade do you give an artist? So currently, um, well, those artist overview posts. So there was a whole controversy around them with an artist who I will not rename their name. I don't know if you guys know who I'm talking about, but um, you know. I, I don't I don't talk about them anymore because my page actually got taken down 
because mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't agree with this particular rating of this particular person who again wow i don't mention. Okay. Gotcha. but gotcha. you know i i i pretty much got into facebook's memory and i i pretty much found a way to get my page back because instagram and facebook support sucks and i probably wouldn't have it today if mm-hmm. i didn't figure out how to get it myself but since then i haven't posted any of those on instagram just because you know I'm honestly scared. I get scared to say my opinion sometimes because of this shit. I don't blame but, you. Um, I don't I, blame you the I've, way things is now. I don't blame yeah. you. Yeah, and it, it's it's pathetic. But right now, I have started doing those again on YouTube. So so far, I've done two overviews on Kanye and Lil Wayne, and I've sort of changed my scale of the way I grade. But my criteria still hasn't changed. So pretty much the way I go about those is I look at you know the artists, you know what makes them good, you know. If they're a great writer, if they're a great lyricist, how their voice sounds, their flow, their consistency, you know, shit like that. And then I'll, you know, look at their albums, look at their discography, see what they've done, and, you know, pretty much just account a grade for that. I don't account sales, influence, critical acclaim, none of that hype stuff. So that's why, you know, it could be an underground rapper with, you know, seven fans in theory could be better than Drake. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't never account for that influence and you know sales power, like anything like that. Because at the end of the day, it's the core of the music, which is what matters. If your music is better, it shouldn't be you know held down because it doesn't sell as much. It's a better album, so I'm gonna call I agree. it better. And so I always just go off the merit of the music. I don't look at anything else. Exactly. Not even. It doesn't matter about the fashion it doesn't matter yeah. about the wave it doesn't matter about whatever that is it's going down to the core of the pen to the paper or the music the skill that's it yeah i agree because it, it's just dumb when you like when you're looking at like you know it's like you don't how are you going to measure all these different things against each other and then call an album better because more people listen to it or because it sells more it's just not a fair way to measure something you know it's I get yeah. into it all the time with people over that, man. It's, it's crazy. It, it is. It's like, it's like you don't compare athletes by who sells the most jerseys. Like, it, it's literally what it is. Like, it's just dumb. Exactly. <laughs> Word. So, so let me ask you this. Um, out of everything that, that encompasses hip-hop, what, what's your favorite part of it? Um, My favorite part about hip-hop is the, you know, it's always the – I can almost like the I can change the world mentality. So many people come into this genre and they're trying to do something so special. And they, the dedication, that raw, sheer passion that a lot of these guys have, it's an emotional level of, you know, it's an emotional fire that I've never seen from anything else. It's hard to put it into words, but, you know, if you listen to a lot of these songs, listen to a lot of these guys, there's just a certain level of raw emotion, raw fire that, you know, it really, it's, it's so inspiring. You, you can't listen, you listen to it and not be inspired. And that like, that's what makes hip hop hip hop. Word. So yeah, not more so a question, but I do want to give you your flowers. Cause you know, you do put a lot of work in this game and you know, like I said, your artwork, even your opinions and stuff. And Thank people you. may not agree with it. Cause I get a lot of heat from my list too. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, everyone's list is going to be different. Everyone's list is going to have, you know, some unpopular opinions, but Keep doing you, man. Don't let nobody phase you, man. Stay pleasant. Stay who you are. Represent your family well like you've been doing. And Thank you. I'm rooting for you, bro. Thank you. It really means a lot. It really means a lot. Word. And we definitely want you back on the show, man. It yeah. was definitely a yeah, pleasure having sure. you on here talking Absolutely. about it. 
That's I gotta a, I gotta ask you one last question before I get you out of here because what's up? I'm just dying to know. Um, who's your favorite rapper of all time? My favorite rapper. Um, so this is not who I think is the best. This is just who I like to listen to the most. But my favorite rappers are Kanye, Kendrick Lamar, Andre 3000, Jay Z, and Freddie Gibbs. Those are my five favorites. Oh, okay, dope, good dope, picks. dope. Good picks. Yeah. Um, you want to tell the people uh, where they can find you? Yeah, so you guys can find me at fantastic underscore hip hop on Instagram. If you ever want to check out my podcast, just type in fantastic hip hop podcast on Apple, Spotify, whatever else you listen to podcasts on. And on YouTube, just type in fantastic hip hop and I'll be right there. All right. And uh, as we do with every guest who has content, we'll uh, we'll link all your stuff in the episode description. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, pleasure having you. Of course, of course. Word. But yeah, man, and shout out, shout outs to uh, our very own Rev for uh, getting Mister Fantastic on the uh, on the show this week. Um, and yeah, man, we we definitely we definitely gonna check. I'm I'm personally gonna subscribe to your podcast. I actually just hit hit the subscribe button on Apple just now for you. So I'll be uh, I'll be tuning in to see what you talk about, bro. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Thanks. It means a lot. Yeah, no problem. And uh, again, uh, that's uh, fantastic underscore hip hop. And again, um, check them out. Uh, it's a very interesting hip hop page. Uh, if anybody out there likes what we do, I think you'll like what he does too. So, more got the coast. Uh... <laughs> right, thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. And thank you for dropping by the lab. Always of a course. pleasure. Of course, I'll be back soon. We'll, we'll definitely be up soon. All right. All right.